This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Royal College of Physicians has called for the minimum age for buying tobacco to be increased to 21. Uh, Royal College of Physicians in Ireland want to raise the legal age to 21. Haven't they done something like this in New Zealand where over the next... God knows how number of years it will become illegal to buy tobacco because they're going to keep changing the age until they effectively make it illegal to buy this stuff at all. Ella Whelan joins me of a forest. Ella, good morning. Good morning. Your thoughts on this? Um, well, you know, the law says that we are adults when we reach the age of 18. And um, as much as most of us now know that smoking, if done for a long period of time, negatively affects your health and can give you lung cancer and the rest of it, um, can make, should be as adults able to make the free and informed decision to choose whether to smoke or not. So, I mean, the question is, do we do we think adults should be able to make that choice? And I think they should. I should have introduced you as being of Forest, which is, of course, the smokers lobby group. Um, but the, the world is turning on tobacco now. And many people would say, Ella, that uh, if we had our thoughts again about using it in the way that people use it, we would never have done it. Well, I mean, we I'll reiterate the fact that anybody who's smoking right now, unless they've been living under a rock, knows the kind of effect it has on your health long term. And um, there are plenty of things that we do as adults that can have a negative effect on us: drinking, eating too much chocolate, you know, all the rest of it. Doing extreme sports, mm. you know, cliff diving and things like that. We engage in risky behaviours because we make judgments. You know, sometimes we think that it might be pleasurable, like having a, an adult might think having a cigarette now and then is a pleasurable experience and the ultimate question is are we should we be in control of our own lives should we be able to make our own decisions even if sometimes those decisions are bad ones um, and I think it really comes down to a question of particularly for adults for uh, for freedom which is do you have the freedom to make decisions about your own lives even if you <laughs> sometimes those result in bad consequences. That's a fair point. But surely, too, the fair argument is that smokers will turn up in the public health system, costing the state money to treat them for illnesses caused by or attributed to cigarettes that they might have avoided if they never started. 
So it'll save the taxpayers money if they can't buy them until later in life. I think we get into very dodgy territory when we start to say that um, the way in which we organise the National Health Service is on the basis of um, whether or not someone is deserving. <clears throat> you know, it, you could apply that same uh, logic to, you know, would you treat someone with a broken leg because they've decided to, you know, like go uh, jump out of a plane? You could say, well, they were free to make that choice and so therefore they don't deserve to put pressure on the taxpayer. But I mean, that, isn't what, that, that, isn't, that isn't the twist on it that I had. What I said was that if we could, if we, if maybe the thinking is if the purchase age was raised to 21, then people might, I stress might, not start smoking until later, which might, again I stress might, lessen the, the cost to the health service of treating illnesses caused by or attributed to smoking. Well, we know that if you look at the data, we know that things that have been introduced like making packages, this kind of sludgy dark green colour with no pi- with no, no pictures on them other than of sort of gangrenous legs and rotted uh, lungs, that hasn't affected um, smoking rates. We know that increasing the price hasn't in, uh, you know, yeah. affected smoking rates. The one thing that has worked very well for helping people quit smoking is the introduction of vapes and those are now under attack as well. So people don't we generally know looking at the data that people don't respond well to being nannied to use that term and so rather than you know i think that the thing to do if we if we care about public health is to give people choices give them the information which we have in spades now about smoking i mean every time you go to the doctor they ask you do you smoke and gives you a kind of lecture about about it and and i think lay off people and say in particular for adults it's more damaging to suggest that we don't have the freedom or the capabilities to make our own decisions than it is to deal with let's let's put it bluntly the few people left who smoke smoking mm. rates have plummeted in the last yeah. sort of two decades well, well let's let's talk about other rules then that are in place the, the speed limit my car can quite happily career up the motorway at 180 kilometres an hour, quite comfortably for me. Risky, but quite comfortable. I'm an adult, I might choose to do that. So why is the state then allowed to place a speed limit on the road? Well, because you can kill someone in the car, quite obviously. But the And there is a lot of bad science um, around the issue of passive smoking. I mean, in in England, there have been laws passed which mean that smokers can't uh, even have a cigarette on the pavement because passive smoking has been, you, you know, talked about as a means of sort of killing people that are walking past you on the street. That's all ridiculous. We know that unless you are <laughs> pretty much blowing cigarette into someone's directly into someone's face the effects of passive smoking are very debatable and you know there is we always have to balance the harms that we can cause to someone else with our own freedoms you know that's what and with things like uh the speed limit or things like other, you know other regulations we have in public life you come out on balance having a bit of a compromise no you can't drive as fast as you want because it might kill someone on the issue of smoking the stick has been bent towards demonizing smokers again and again and again now preventing adults of the legal age of 18 potentially from buying a box of fags if they want to and I, I, you know just from a freedom perspective I think there's a real problem there. You're talking to someone, by the way, who has never smoked, but has many friends and colleagues who do, and I have absolutely no objection to it. And I remember when the smoking ban came in here, 
I, I felt for them because they were sent out to smoke in the rain and the wind and the cold. Um, so so I, I, you're not talking to some kind of anti-smoking zealot here, <laughs> in case you think you are. But but then you you, you think to increase it to 21, you'd wonder, is that the thin end of the, end of the wedge? I mean, what they intend to do in New Zealand, I think, is they'll eventually make it illegal to buy it, to, to, to buy it at all. Yeah, and if you go down that route, I mean, where why stop at cigarettes? Why not have bans on alcohol, which can likewise kill you? You know, why not have bans on biscuits, which, if consumed to excess, can give you diabetes and kill you as well? Yeah. I think you know, part of the the it, for me, it's actually not really a lot of the time about smoking because we all know that smoking is bad for you. I have a child. I hope that he never takes up smoking because we we know the health risks that that it you know that smoking brings on um and we're far more educated about what smoking does to you than you would you know for my parents generation for example but it's not really about the smoking it's about what it says as a society what it what we view how we view adults and how we view adult agency if we think we need all of these protective measures and all of these protective legislate bits of legislation to be brought in to control our behavior and as someone who thinks that adults are <laughs> pretty smart and a lot of the time make the right decisions for themselves and their families i resent the state encroaching on my freedom to this extent to tell me when when i can and can't smoke when i can and can't drink when i can and can't eat and all the rest of it ella we'll leave it there you make your point very well thank you ella whelan of forest the smokers lobby group your thoughts uh, i'd welcome them as a, as a non-smoker who isn't an anti-smoker by the way i'd, I'd welcome them Corks 96 fm